the fucking intro. This is Dustin. And this is Eric. And this is SLC Punkcast. Thank you for joining us for episode 285. 285. It just sounds so official, but that's just because it has the five at the end of it. Right. You know, <laughs> when something ends in a five, that just makes it sound, ooh, okay, yes. we're ready. We're getting to something. And we sure are. We're getting to something. Uh, another great episode. A lot of great bands. Uh, Eric saw some great shows here in Salt Lake City. I saw one in Portland. We'll talk. Uh, I'm going to talk briefly about mine because uh, that'd be the whole episode. So yeah. <laughs> we're going to get there as we do. We got another Halloween track. Uh, we're ready to do this. We recorded the other episode like two weeks ago, so week before, because Eric was busy last week. So we're ready to get back into this. Yo, yeah, I was busy. <laughs> I was busy, all right. That's, if you listen to the last episode, you know the deal. I was incapacitated in the hospital for a few days. Turned out to be one whole week. And if you knew the reason why I was there, it was like, you know, they're trying to, uh, they're trying to get some seizures to happen on me. Nothing. That nothing happened. I was uh, seizure-free that whole week off my meds and just uh, barely, just started to lose my mind. Well, congratulations. I know yeah. that's not what the doctors wanted, but congratulations to you. Yeah. And now we got a uh, oh boy. We got other things waiting on the horizon, but nothing to worry about until there is. Excellent. Well, let's get to the new stuff. Uh, new stuff that was released. We'll start on October fourth. We are in that Halloween month. Uh, there'll probably be some stuff that we talk about. Obviously, a track that we're going to be playing. Uh, on October 4th, Horripilation, they released The Truth EP on Asteroid M Records. We played a track from that on the last episode. That's a great EP. Get over to Asteroid M Records and check that out. Check out the band Horripilation. Taking on Water, they released Ordinary on Melodic Punk Style on the 5th. Antrib and Burning Flag, they released a split, four tracks each band, called Time of Troubles. And... We're going to get more to that during my album, and I'll discuss more of that why when that time comes, but brand new stuff there from those bands. Uh, the Eradicator released a new one called Forever the Eradicator on the 7th. Counterparts released a eulogy for those still here on Pure Noise Records on the 7th. The Mahomes released Jameson Street, and that was on the 7th. Ardias released Canciones de Amor, Locura y Muerte. And that's on Slovenly Records. That was on the 7th. Social Decline released a new one called Beyond the Gates. Uh, there was a split with the Warriors and the Pogos that was supposed to be released on October 7th. I have not confirmed if that was digital. Sometimes you won't find the Warriors stuff digital. I think their LP that was released earlier in the year, I don't even think that's been released digital yet. Hmm. So uh, I I was hoping to get it at the show this past weekend. They were gone by the time I went up there, and they were on the... No, I guess they were on the middle day. Anyway, doesn't matter. Wasn't able to get it. I was hoping to get that split because the pogos are cool, too. But you can go find it over on Lake Town Records and Liberty or Death Records. Sloth Fist, they released Bombs Away EP on the 7th. Boss Daughter released OK Photography EP on the 7th, and that's the name of each track because it's a two-track EP. Uh, Transit Lantics. They released a new single called Keep It on the 7th, and they have an EP coming out soon. Features one of the members of the band Grade 2. We played that on the show before. On the 9th, Something in Polish. It looks like 
you you reach me upper jack and it's a compilation <laughs> uh, the co- name of the compilation is na zawaje punk 3 it's the final in a set of compilations that uh, they have put together and this one features covers of polish punk bands so punk polish bands covering other polish bands i believe that is what it's about i heard some of the tracks it's cool you should go check it out on the 14th the early November released 20, and that is on Pure Noise Records, and I'm saying they did, as that is in the future still, because uh, it is the 12th I'm looking at right now, not the 14th. <laughs> and then Riot City Radio on the 14th will be releasing Time Will Tell on Sunny Bastards Records. That I've been listening to for months, and that one is probably my favorite record of 2022 right now. The Prowlers Prowl Around that came out in February is in second place. In case anybody's curious on where the front runners are for me so far in 2022. But we still have like two and a half months left. Okay. okay. <laughs> I can live with that. Brad Marino released or will release Basement Beat on the 14th. Terrificus will be releasing Death Triumphant Birthday. We'll be talking more about that here in a moment. Darko is releasing Sparkle EP on Melodic Punk Style. On the 15th, Suntrace is releasing Moon Gravity on Melodic Punk Style on the 15th. Half Dizzy has a new EP. I can't remember what the name was. I didn't write it down, but we are going to try to get them on the show. I've heard the single, uh, the earlier, the released single already is cool. It's going to be on that EP, so get out there and check it out. We will be playing it and having the band on before too long. Inclination, they released, or will be releasing, rather I keep saying released, will be releasing Unaltered Perspective on Pure Noise Records on the 21st. Jerry Only is going to be releasing Anti-Hero on the 28th. The Outsiders will be putting out, uh, they're like the, like the, the Swedish Ramones. And that's <laughs> kind of about what you're going to get. And that'll be on the 28th. I don't know the name of the album offhand. Uh, Hammered Hulls are releasing Careening on Discord Records on the 28th. Bitch Queens are releasing Partly Hardly. EP on the 28th. Wiretap Records is going to be putting out a compilation called Fest 20 Compilation. You could probably imagine what that's going to be for, as Fest will be like the following week in Florida. Uh, Yes. Show Me the Body. They'll be releasing Trouble the Water on the 28th. I went a little past because I didn't realize I went a little past. I'm fucked up on my days. I apologize. That's what's coming out in October as far as what I've got. Eric, what do you got? Uh, Let's see. I got a few. One some of which I uh, just discovered as of this week. Uh, yeah, Fight the Future. I did not know they released a single back in August. It was they released a, two, I think, didn't they? Well, the one that I was aware of, uh, Fist Clenched and Held High. That came out on the 16th of August. That was the only one I knew. Oh, I think. You, you go over your list, and I'll, I'll tell you what I had down. Yeah. Well, anyway, the, yeah, there was that one. Uh, Paranoid from Sweden, they released their uh, single Possessed on the 28th. Uh, Real Horror Show released Running on the 30th. And of course, Dropkick, they're, uh, I guess. Somewhat acoustic ish? Somewhat acoustic. Uh, this Machine Still Kills Fascist. I've yet to listen to that. Uh, also on the 30th, Off released their uh, album Free LSD. I gave that a listen, and it's a. Uh, it's, uh, it's interesting. <laughs> That's what I will say about the Dropkick Murphys one. I listened to that one. Yeah. We'll see what uh we'll we'll see what uh the future holds in my opinions of those bands, <laughs> uh, and also another uh 
Another album that will be dropping. This is not going to be for a while, not until uh, December 9th, but my homies in Sacrilegion, they are going to finally, finally, finally be releasing from Witches Nightmares Crawl. This album was... Oh man, it was supposed to be released for the last within the last two years. It was stuck in production hell. It was just taking so long to get the sound right, I guess. And now they finally have the masters. They are going to be releasing it uh, digitally and on cassette tape. And they have one song that was released on their Bandcamp just a couple days ago. I don't remember the title of the song. I don't remember the day, but it is out there. Okay. So I'm excited to hear uh, the rest of what these guys got because. Sacrilegion, it's nice to know that death metal is still alive in Salt Lake because, oh my God, where did it go? Death died. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, that's all I got for uh, upcoming releases and releases that just uh, barely happened. So on August 16th, the Fight the Future release Bring Balance, which features Bring Balance, Golden Door, and Unfetter Me. My internet connection is not working at the moment because they did release a single called Golden Door back in January. So I don't know if that's like maybe signifying, even though it's not for purchase on the Bandcamp page, at least not where I'm looking, uh, for the like vinyl, maybe vinyl come out for something like that. But it does show two different three-track EPs with the release date of August 16, 2022. Yeah. Yeah, that was the one I was familiar with. I just didn't know they had uh, this one. And I stumbled across it because it got reviewed in Slug, and they shared it on their Facebook page. Cool. I was like, oh, okay, I got to I gotta get on that. And, yeah, I listened to it, and it's, yeah, it's Fight the Future. It's some good stuff. It's some good old-school-sounding uh, uh, hardcore youth crew type shit. And, and, yeah, the music is great, but I just wish the vocals were a bit more powerful. That's my one gripe with this one. It's like the lyrics are great, and she can uh, – I can't remember her name right now, but – she can really hold a tone, and she really knows how to like uh, belt out the lyrics. But it's like, do, do it with a bit more oomph. Right. It's not matching the, uh, the vigor of the music. You know? Sometimes that can happen. Yeah, I, I know it can happen. But, you know, growing pains. <laughs> They're still a relatively new band. They're only like, a, um, like three years old, maybe. Yeah. But it's cool that they keep putting new stuff out, though. Yeah, it's yeah, almost yeah, just about three years. I remember their EP. The first EP came out in uh, 2020, like in January, February, somewhere around there. That's cool. So, so yeah, they've had some. uh, They had quite a bit of (laughs) downtime. But I'm like, yeah, let's uh, see if we can get it a better. You're doing the shit good, but you don't know if you could be doing it better. We'll say that. There you go. (laughs) All right, we talked, we got some music to get to, that's the stuff that's coming out, let's get to some stuff that has come out. Yeah, just uh, going back to uh, what you said about Show Me the Body, the, what was it, treading the, not treading, the the water. Uh, I will tell you, I'm looking on the wrong sheet, but yes, new new release coming out, Trouble the Water. Trouble the Water, that's right. Yeah, no, I'm just wondering if uh, this... uh, this here single I am about to unveil is going to be on that release. Makes sense. I mean, a July release, right? That's when this came out was July. Mm-hmm. And coming up, that makes sense. Yeah. So maybe this will be some sort of a precursor. And yes, as uh, Dustin pointed out, back in July, Ju- July 11th, 7-11 day. <laughs> yep. And if you, when you were out there getting your uh, little free Slurpees and... Uh, 
bring your own uh, yeah bring your own KFC bucket to 7-Eleven <laughs> and fill it with a Slurpee. Yeah. Show Me the Body was busy uh, releasing their single, Loose Talk. And you listen to that one, and yep, it's Show Me the Body doing what they do. They're, they're heavily urban-wasted industrial music that just packs such a damn punch. You'd be, you'd be fucking fucked to believe that there is no such thing as a guitar in this band's <laughs> musical output. Right. It's just a banjo and a bass player and a drummer and a ton of samples. A lot of samples, a lot of noise effects, but hey, that's what makes it industrial, right? Right. <laughs> and, and yeah, you get a lot of that here. So here's one of the latest from Show Me the Body. Here's a bit of a, yeah, here's a, bit of a sample from what's to be coming later this year. This is Loose Talk. <laughs> Sometimes I think of silence Sometimes I think of the words they speak Sometimes I think of the wolf In the carcass of the sheep Sometimes I think of the furnace That they play, that they say will make you a man. Hey. They say they're raising the numbers. More kill over the weekend. Humanity makes the police stupid and they kill some if they can. Try to remember the plan Build some Fight for none Love and respect Come and fuck with the set Woo! Loose talking See a dead man walking At the bottom Everybody keeps talking See you when you're not watching They turn a pair Push Trump Put that shit out your scale Quiet, cut, love and respect Come and fuck with 
right, I did some uh, research here. And yes, Trouble the Water is going to be the newest LP from Show Me the Body. And Loose Talk is not only on this album, but it's the first song. Awesome. This is going to be the first thing you hear when you listen to that album come the 28th. And that you've already heard it. Yeah. And on top of that, they have another single that they released on there called We Came to Play. Awesome. So, yeah, we got, we got two songs to hold us over for us show, us show Me the Body fans until this album gets released. And, oh, yeah, it's going to be a... It's going to be a motherfucker. 12 tracks, 38 minutes long, according to the uh, according to what I'm reading here on Apple Music. But I'm excited. I'm excited. Show Me the Body has not done me wrong yet. They are one of the more interesting, hardcore outfits of this generation. So, and if uh, that wasn't proof enough for you, go back and listen to, like, Body War. Go back and listen to Dog Whistle. They got some, uh, oh man, they got some ripping fucking tunes. They are hard. They are heavy as hell and really experimental. That's they got awesome. such a unique sound to them. And like I said, a unique way of presenting it. Such a distorted banjo. It's just so bizarre to me. <laughs> well, the next band is different as well. Not quite in the same way, but uh, the band Terrificus is a duo from Sydney, Australia, that make industrial dance garage music. I like the sound of that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they started in 2019. The single, Reward Circuitry, came out, I want to say like September 29th, so just like two weeks ago or something like that. But the album is actually coming out this Friday. Death Triumphant Birthday is the name of the album. So you can go check that out. A little insight to this particular song. I'm going to read an excerpt from the band. I want to thank the band uh, for sharing this with us so we can check it out together with you. But the band features uh, Shaggy, and he's doing vocals, and Tyler. That's what makes up the band Terrificus. And Rewards Circuitry is a preposterous, ego-driven anthem that peeks into the dirty window of your vanity. It's a cautionary tale to your ego's mutinous intentions. In this drama, vocalist Shaggy takes the lead role as your ego... He will squeeze you for every ounce of social relevance you might have. Will he make you intelligent, glowing, and triumphant? Will you be bigger than TV? From its frigid industrial intro to its post-garage dance floor peak, Reward Circuitry will answer these questions so you don't have to. Okay, well, uh, I got my notepad out. There you go. Let's... Uh... I'm ready for the lesson. Let's uh, get going, teach. Terrificus bringing us reward circuitry.
Terrificus. That is reward circuitry. So what'd you think? Well, I was uh, looking up the lyrics, and uh, yeah, the very succinct lyrics per line. Some of them are just, you know, trigger words. I mean, I'm looking at them now. Stuff like uh, confidence, diligence, incidents, camera one, camera two, camera you. <laughs> <laughs> it's, some, it's some good stuff. And I see what they're... Uh, uh, yeah, it's pretty opaque what they're doing here, but the message is clear. You know, I see what they are uh, doing here. It's like, yeah. And I think it's funny how they're saying, like, uh, circuitry. Yes, it makes sense. You know, everyone is on... Uh, everyone in this uh, digital landscape on which we live, everyone's got a platform. Everyone has an opinion about something, and everybody has this uh, uh, faux air of self-importance. Right. Just Thank remember, you. people, you, like me, like anybody else, your opinions don't mean shit to anybody but you. Yeah. If somebody tells you that, your opinion matters to them, well, maybe in that moment, but not all of them are going to. <laughs> yep. And you know, opinions, they can be, they can be very fleeting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, the th- that's just kind of how it is, and it's, a, it's not in the wake of the digital age. In the digital age, I mean, we're just more aware of it, arguably. Right. You know, so... But that's something, if you really think back, could you think of something that you really cared about when you were uh, 15 years old and you were like, I'm never going to let this go? And I can't even think of what it was because I know it was a thing for sure. And there's probably several things just because that's how we are. And we don't realize we are that way. We think that we're all grown ass adults and so (laughs) mature. But as you get older, you realize that you weren't. And I guarantee there were things, but it's been so long ago and so many things ago. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember what those were. I know. <laughs> it's like, I'm never going to stop wearing Jenkos. Right? <laughs> I will always keep the frosted tips alive. Hair, great. <laughs> Hair game strong. <laughs> right. Oh, man. Yeah, but those are, those are cliques. Those are, like, uh, those are things. Those are like little uh, cultural definitions that, you know, just sweep through a whole generation and, you know... Sometimes they last, sometimes they come back, oftentimes they come back. You know, I've seen a lot of people wearing uh, baggy pants again. And I remember for a while in the 2000s and 2010s, it was all about the skinny jeans. Right. It was all about wearing clothes that were practically a second skin. Right. Yeah, but no, now everyone is like, a, everyone's wearing trucker caps, everyone's wearing blue jeans, and everyone's wearing clothes that are three times their size. I'm like... God, is everyone, uh, is everyone trying to be gangsta all over again? <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, I wore clothes like that during junior high, and they, they don't fit right. I watch people. I was in Portland this last week, and there was a dude, uh, and he was walking, and uh, I was on an electric bike, so I get a little ways ahead of him, and I just see the pants. Like, man, how inconvenient is that? Like, the, the waist of the pant is probably two inches below the bottom of your ass cheeks, right? Like... <laughs> I can't imagine that. I got a big ass, so my pants or my shorts or whatever I'm wearing, I don't wear belts. I don't need the, the braces or anything like that to hold it up. My ass holds up my, my clothes, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I couldn't imagine trying to put them below and then constantly pulling the shit up. And then what if you have to run? <laughs> and don't lie to me out there. Some of you fuckers wearing those clothes have to run on occasion. And what if you have to run? Uh-huh. You look like a fucking dumbass. I hope you know that. <laughs> you're not running. You're waddling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nobody should be running while holding up their pants while they're going. I know. Unless, unless you're wearing like a, oh my God, if you're wearing really flexible leggings. Right. But who wears leggings and sags them? No kidding, right? 
That'd be a stupid style. That would be a stupid style. <laughs> but again, there were a lot of stupid styles. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. man. Tie-dye shirts. I'm not sure. I'm, I think some of those are starting to come back. I've seen them. And it's not just at your 70s nights or 80s nights or whatever that people are pulling those things out. And I'm not sure those were ever cool. <laughs> I, don't think that, I don't think they ever were. <laughs> yeah, some of them are like, uh, you know, they get like a, a bleach black shirt. Well, a black shirt that is uh, bleach tie-dyed over like some uh, metal bands shirt. Those right. things are coming back into a norm. And that's pretty funny. And like I said, those trucker caps, those dad caps, a lot of bands are releasing those now. Mostly death metal heads, I've realized. Right. <laughs> and, I'm like, and people are wearing them. I'm going, okay, that's cool. And I'm still, I'm still sporting the flat brim game. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I have one hat. Well, two, but one of them actually uh, fits me and is not broken. <laughs> and that was the one that I bought at the uh, one of the last shows I went to. It was a Lamb of God fitted cap. Oh, nice. So I was stoked on that one, and I do wear it. Cool. Yeah. I don't care how thuggish I am attempted to look. <laughs> hey, at least I'm not wearing windbreakers and tracker pants along right. with it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, God, that was a thing. So many hardcore kids wearing uh, gold chains and baggy shorts. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was... Uh, I had a chain. I had a chain on my wallet. That, that was a thing that I did, too. Oh, yeah, I did that, too. But I only wear that shit now when I go to an area where I think that somebody might mm. be dumb enough to try to take some stuff out of my pocket. Exactly. That doesn't happen anymore, so I haven't worn one in a while. Yeah, keep, it on the, <laughs> keep it in the front of your pants, not yeah. in the back. Yeah. And it, and it makes it so much easier when you're sitting down. Right. It helps your posture. <laughs> Agreed. You know, let's be adults here. Let's take care of our backs, people. <laughs> There's one more thing I was going to say, and now I can't remember. Oh, yeah. This was also a very, uh, a very fleeting look in the hardcore scene. People wearing board shorts and Hawaiian button-up shirts. That was a thing, and it wow. was fucking hilarious. Yeah, that's about all I could do with that is laugh <laughs> at it, because I definitely wouldn't wear a sport of myself. Yeah. And that's why they weren't trying to make a statement. It just kind of went, and they thought it was funny. I'm like, all right, yeah, let's get some Margaritaville in this straight-edge show. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but, hey, board shorts, they're roomy. They allow a lot of uh, wiggle room for when you're doing them karate kicks. Right? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, we were talking about uh, taking a stance. <laughs> yes. People always uh, taking a stance, and honestly, it's probably the best... Uh, I'm going to be paraphrasing a quote from uh, Platoon, where he was talking about excuses, but I'm going to replace excuses with opinions. Opinions are like assholes. Everyone's got one. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know. And some people are just uh, better at displaying their opinions. <laughs> some people get paid to have opinions. That's true. <laughs> They're called critics. <laughs> yeah, and in case you're curious, we're not paid. To have yeah. these opinions. We're giving them out free of charge. I uh, know. <laughs> and we oh, don't expect God. you to care about them because why would you? Yeah, but be careful with but be careful who you're granting that liberation to, because some people with opinions uh, go by the name of Alex Jones. <laughs> <laughs> and oh God, the opinions that man has. I don't think he even I don't think he knows what he's talking about. I don't know. I know the name, not that familiar with him, fortunately, it sounds like. Oh, he's a bit of a nutcase. <laughs> There's plenty of them out there. Oh yeah, there definitely is. It's like a, it's like if you, it's like the little deranged cousin of Rush Limbaugh. That's how <laughs> we'll put it. <laughs> oh god, they're not well put together. But hey, that's why they're famous because they create the hype. 
I don't even think they believe in half the shit they're, they're spouting. I bet you're right. And really, when it comes down to it, I have a hard time backing anybody. And I'm going to stress anybody or any movement, any, that is just divisive in nature. Mm-hmm. You know, and if your goal is like, it's my shit and I don't give a shit about you, well, there's room to have your opinion and not have to be so bold or blunt about not giving a shit about anybody else either. Oh, yeah. When it comes to that. Nobody's asking you to, but you don't have to be a dick about it. It's kind of the uh, fundamentals of, uh, of what anarchy is, what anarchy means as a, uh, as a statement. It's finding order through chaos, but it's also implementing some chaos because we as uh, humans, we do not like to see, be pigeonholed in one area. You know, whether we like to or not, we do evolve. We can't just be content with one space. We have to just kind of uh, branch out from there. So we need right. some disruption. I agree. You know, if my political belief that political season's coming up, and I will jump into the song here in just a second because I've been talking way too much. <laughs> if I had to dial it down, it would be an anarcho-capitalist. That is what my political belief is. That's where shit falls for me because I believe people should have the ability for free reign to create and free reign to purchase and free reign to make choices, and that's what capitalism really is. I know a lot of people bitch and moan capitalism, blah, blah, blah. No, it's the corporations that are actually in charge that give you the false belief that there's this free-functioning capitalism out there. That's not what's going on, and that's why there's people bitching about it. Free-functioning capitalist, if you get, as you just stated, an anarchist in charge of it, right, or anarchists in charge of implementing capitalism, and you get anarcho-capitalism, you get good things. You get the freedoms of choice. Mm-hmm. You, you, people suck in general. You know, uh, I know I said I'd move on, but what I'm going to say right now is I believe extraterrestrials exist and they've already been to this planet and they look at humans as a plague and they want nothing to do with moving that plague off the planet. They would rather us wipe each other out because we're going to. And it's because no matter who you get out there, they're selfish shit. You know, somebody steals from somebody. Is Anarchist, I watched that show, The Anarchist, right? That was on HBO, that documentary. And you get a group of people, and people just want to do their own shit, and then they just stop fucking caring about other people. It's not that you have to care, but you have to have some consideration of others, not just yourself all the time. Otherwise, you're going to rub somebody the wrong way. Hence, pretty much anything that gets on the news, that's what they're doing, is trying to get somebody out there to rub somebody else the wrong way about it. Mm -hmm. And then you have clashing of Heads. That's all that shit is, and it always happens no matter where because that's just how fucking human beings are. Yep. That's just the way it is, and what I just said I believe in is idealistic and wouldn't last long if it was any success of being implemented. And if you're curious, socialism is not the fucking way to go. There's not one example of that that functions correctly out there. So oh, stop, yeah. stop putting that fist and... Uh, putting all that socialist propaganda out there that people don't even realize they're pushing out there because that ain't neat either. It's like you look at all the previous <laughs> authoritarian systems, they've all happened and they've all failed. Why? Right. Because we're evolving past that. You know, right. there's not going to be a one be all end all answer. It's just going to take generations upon generations of spiritual and emotional growth. Be good to the person next to you. Yeah. We're still trying to figure this shit right? out. Like we're not a very uh, we're not a very well uh, aged species, <laughs> right? You know, we just uh, we're still in our uh, dog days. We're still trying to figure a lot of shit out, people. So agreed. So yeah, don't 
yeah, don't expect that it's going to happen in your lifetime. Be happy with what you got. Make best with what you have. And you will, you will find yourself some inner peace. That's kind of where we are going. And that's sort of the basis of a, an anarchist system. Right. Just a spiritual growth as of oneself. You figure, you figure stuff out in a uh, progressive format. You know, it's chaos with a purpose. A rebel with a cause. Right. You're not just trying to disrupt the system for the fuck of it. You're trying to disrupt the system for the greater good. Yeah, and that doesn't involve going and just uh, taking advantage of when people are out trying to make changes. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, the, a proper protest and then the people that just go in and fucking steal shit out of stores and stuff like that. You fucking demean what's going on. Anybody yeah. out there. You're so. setting a bad example, sir. Yeah. <laughs> nobody's listening to that message anymore, so you fucked over all those people that were trying to get a message out, and nobody's paying attention anymore except for to the bullshit that somebody else is doing. Yep. Well, there you go. This was like our <laughs> little, uh, this is like those, that little, uh, you know, uh, the little life lesson or the little bit of wisdom or some fucking random anecdote that I used to cap off every episode. Well, we just did that right after the second song, so right. you consider this a premature version of that. And I'm sure both of us can continue to go off, but I'm going to save your ears for another time. Maybe we meet in person uh, and then we can <laughs> do that as much as you want. Let's get into some more new music. we got a bunch of music to get to before we get talking about live shows, which I promise I'll be succinct on that. <coughs> Next up, though, the band Nix, N-I-X. They're from Austin, Texas. They released four individual singles on August 27th. So if you go over to Nick's Hardcore2022.bandcamp.com or something like that, I believe that's what you want to search, you'll find them. You'll find those four individual singles. We're going to listen to one now. I want to thank Armando for getting this on our radar. Uh, the band members have been together for about six years, though these are the first four singles because the band was f- together, formerly known as Scoundrels. They wanted to level up their game, level up what they're doing. And so they nixed, pun intended, because I didn't use it originally, but I thought it was aptly uh, (laughs) used, so I'm going to throw it in. I'm not taking credit for it. But they nixed the name, have a new name, and here you go. So we're going to get into Nix, N-I-X. They're from Austin. One of those four singles is called Open Your Eyes. It's good stuff. Here we go. Thank you. 
dicks, open your eyes. What'd you think? Oh, man, that just sounds like a, some nice hardcore revival that's coming out. Yes. Sort of remind me of uh, how Powerhouse has been doing. Right? They're yeah. playing another show back east with Madball again. They've, I don't know how many shows they've opened up since we had Chris on the show. We had Chris on the show like back in June or something like that, May or June. Yeah, and they were just like getting started, like getting all the Yeah, their, getting a handful uh, of shows, and I don't know how many they've done, but they're going to be up with Madball again. Go t- check out Powerhouse OBHC. Good. They fucking, they fucking deserve it. Right? <laughs> that shit is so good. Yeah, it is. It's great. That's Nick's. If you want, go check out Scoundrels, and you can decide if, uh, how much of a level up you think that is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say that Powerhouse uh, EP, that's definitely on my list for best releases of uh, this year, right. at least as far as EPs go. Right. It's good stuff. It's like they're, the two that are uh, contending for each other as like a top one, that is that one. And uh, Killing Joke's uh, Land of... Uh, cool. Land of Lord of Chaos. Right. Yeah, I keep going back to that one. I'm like, God damn, why do you have to be so fucking good? <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to thank Armando again. Go check out Nick's. We're going to get into some older or lesser known. I think in this case, it's just older. Because, man, if you don't know this band, you, you need to go see a live show. Because I'm sure they've been to your town. <laughs> oh, yeah. They've definitely been here. It's kind of a, they kind of have a foothold here. Right. <laughs> Uh, that band is uh, some kind of nightmare. They were just here a couple nights ago on uh, Wednesday. God, today is Wednesday. <laughs> Monday. It was on Monday. And they were playing with Boss's Daughter. And Boss's Daughter, we've talked about on the show a little bit, just a little bit. We haven't played anything by them. I don't think. They just released the two-track yeah. EP, or maybe yes. it comes out Friday. So they do have two tracks. I was actually listening to it earlier today. It's cool. Yeah. I like it. It is cool. They're, yeah, they're great guys. I let them crash at my place when, we, when they... Uh, uh, came here last time. That was when my band Anonymous was opening up for him. And we just kind of had to throw that show together because that was like a. Because uh, Sid was like, hey, I know these guys. You guys want to stop by Salt Lake before you head back home? Because it was the very end of their tour. And I'm like, yeah, can you set us up? Oh, shit. Yeah, I guess we can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that was, a, that was a great show. And uh, this time around, it was also a great show. Cool. They were here at the beginning of their tour nice. with some kind of nightmare. And I'll talk about the show a little bit. The, uh, the fact was there were four bands on that bill, and two of them dropped off. Why? I do not know. Right. And what else is funny, uh, my, band, the, my other band, The Apathetics, they were, we were supposed to open up for them as well. Well, not supposed to. We just got asked. I said yes. The <laughs> rest of them said no. I don't know why. <laughs> but oh, b- bottom line is we just ended up not playing. I was like, God damn it. Fuck. We'll do what? it. And then everybody else is like, I don't think so. Yeah. I, I still time. can't remember the reasoning. I don't know what conflicts they were. The funny thing was we were all practicing that night too. So, <laughs> uh, d- Whatever, spilt milk. The fact was, uh, Boss's Daughter and Some Kind of Monster, they were the only two bands that played a set that night. Yeah. (laughs) We just talked about that earlier, too. Yeah, God, yeah, we did. I remember multiple times on this episode, I've mentioned how omnipresent Metallica is. Right? (laughs) Yeah, it's just, uh, fuck. Some Kind of Monster did come first, I will give them that. But (laughs) Some Kind of Nightmare is cooler than that song. Yes. <laughs> and cooler than that movie. Well, that movie is pretty funny. <laughs> oh, God, just uh, watching, the, watching all these old men just sort of bitch and moan to like they never age past their 20s, which by all rights, they didn't. <laughs> That's kind of the thing. When you get super famous, larger than life, you just kind of uh, lose track of what your age actually is. Right. Yeah, so that was, uh, 
Yeah, that's something that's uh, getting me off of track from what I actually wanted to talk about. What I actually want to talk about is those two bands, they fucking put on a great set. You know, there was, uh, there was not a lot of people there. The show was poorly promoted. I forgot that it was even happening until I saw it the day of. That's They're saying, bad. yeah, like Ace has posted it on their Facebook. Like, oh, hey, we have the show going on. Oh, shit, okay. Well, I forgot about that. I guess I better go see them. <laughs> And it was awesome seeing those guys. Uh, we'll say Boss's Daughter, they put on a hell of a show. You can just tell that they are just so happy to be up there. They're dancing around. They're getting all smiling. They're uh, throwing quips at each other. They're heggling with the audience. That's awesome. <laughs> and they were heggling with me. <laughs> That's awesome, too. I remember their singer, he was saying something like, uh, like, uh, oh, you know, something here. I, I can't remember what it was. I don't know if that's something with uh, old age or something. <laughs> Or anything like that, and I just yell at him. No, it's actually uh, it's actually quite common when you are that comes with that thing that you're holding in your hand right there. He was holding a glass of beer. Nice, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, despite the fact that it was a low turnout, there wasn't even like I think that the show capped out at about ten people. Oh man. Yeah, Monday night. You know who's going to shows, especially in a bar. Come on, but I wasn't. <laughs> I was, and but it didn't it didn't bring them down at all. They were having a great time up there, and some kind of nightmare. The monster is a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, they came up and were just so fucking vibrant. I had seen their name on many a flyer of a show that was uh, had here over the last uh, five years. They've been a band for almost ten years now. So I think over ten. I think two thousand nine is when they started. Oh nine? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah, over 10 years, they have been here multiple times. They were here when Burt's Tiki Lounge was a thing, because they were talking about that with some of the old guard of the Salt Lake punk scene. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, they've, uh, they've developed a kind of a foothold here, and people love them. People will come out, you know, they have their friends here, they have their, uh, they have their connections here. Right. And, and yeah, they put on a great show. They're... Yeah, just a three-piece, a bassist, guitarist, drummer, uh, the former of which are both vocalists. They do like... Molly and Shy. Yeah, Molly and Shy. They do alternating vocals, and they both have their great, distinct styles. And, sh oh, yeah, and Molly, she fucking belts it. I love when... Uh, I love that style of vocals when it's like sort of... Uh, I don't want to say, uh, it's not soprano, it's more of an alto, and it's just got that rasp in the back of the throat. I've heard that a few different times. I think probably the most notable is uh, Kim Shatuk from uh, Muffs. Okay. Just like, just like, you're a lucky guy! <laughs> I love it when those vocals come out, because it just adds so much oomph to the music. Right. And they were having a great time. They were dancing around. At the end of the show, uh, Molly throws down her bass and just starts whacking it. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, there's only 10 of us here, but you have 10 very entertained people. Right. So, good job. I even told them after the show, it's like, you guys really know how to perform. You don't just play the music, you fucking live it. No, I'm not going to knock them. So this is just so everybody knows, it's not a backhanded compliment. But I'm sure they've played more shows than most every band out there that we play on this podcast. Even ones that have been around for 30, 40 years, they probably played more shows. So, again, yeah. Definitely isn't meant to be a backhand compliment. That's a compliment. That's like Road Warriors. Anytime I use that as an example of the band that is just out there and playing shows, 
Houston and Dirty Rats come up because we just had them on the show a week mm-hmm. ago. Yeah, but, 100 shows in 100 days. <laughs> right. But those who came before and still continue to do, some kind of nightmare. They are they're at the top. They're the, the, if there's a king's chair or the, the top of the throne or whatever it is you want to use, that's the band that's at the top of that road warrior playing the shows, living what some of us you know, live vicariously through them when they come through town. Oh, yeah. I also say Reverend Horton Heat. That guy tours a ton. That's true. That's true. Oh man, I just remember like in one in one year span, he played Salt Lake like three times, <laughs> in like different parts of the year. I'm like, dude, this guy. Uh, okay, he's got a following, and when you got a following, you got a fan base. You want to bring them what they came for, and some kind of nightmare really did bring the audience what they came for, and. Yeah, I went down the rabbit hole tried, and I listened to like all the albums and EPs and the one single that they have on their band camp. And I was just trying to find a, uh, a really standout song. And I was trying to remember the songs from memory of what they played at the show. And the one that really stuck out to me was Code 51 from their album that came out in 2020, Transparent Pulse. Did you see the date on that? Yep, that is 318. Right? <laughs> what? Oh, okay, that's uh, right around a certain time. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes, it is. A, There's two yeah. significant things. One specifically pertains to you, and one pertains to, like, for sure, Utah. That was our time. Mm-hmm. It was like that week that came out, and that was the week that everybody's being told, stay at home. Uh-huh. And that was also the week that I was told, hey, please stay alive. Right. If you don't know, that's when I have my TBI, my double brain hemorrhage, that I'm still, I'm still reaping the benefits to this day. That's <laughs> fucking great. Right. But at least I'm still here. Um, True. But yeah, that was four days before. So you want to talk about some kind of nightmare? <laughs> oh, buddy, I'm still living the fucking nightmare. Right. Yeah, but this isn't about me. This is about them. Code 51, that was a standout to me because, damn, it's so catchy. They just chant. They just chanted out at the very end, Code 51! Code 51! I'm like, yeah, this is, a, this is the song that I'm going to talk about on the podcast. And I talked about it, so let's let someone else talk about it. Sing about it, if you want. Molly, that's your cue.
Oh, yeah, that raspy scream that was fucking... That just wins me over. Right? Me too. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, they just looked the part. They sounded the fucking part. I mean, there's uh, Molly up there. Very tall, very skinny, sort of lanky lady with this uh, base that looks to be too big. <laughs> you know, hair just draped over her eyes, and she is just like up to the mic and just you know, yelling past the hair. Yeah, and meanwhile, uh, yeah, and meanwhile, shy. He's a he's a man of a bigger build and just that sweet sweet mohawk, and he's just jumping around, stomping around, just bringing all the just bringing all the energy onto the stage. They are great. They are just a great fucking three-piece band, and you listen to that music, it is unmistakably punk. Right. There is yeah, no other... Yeah, there's not really any other um, uh, sprinkles coming in from elsewhere. <laughs> yeah, it's just straightforward. It's raw, it's raspy, and it's a lot of fun. Sure is. And they're very nice folks. <laughs> they sure are. Well... Uh, we did have them on the show before. Uh, last time, it was in the car. Molly was talking while they were driving, because they were, imagine this, on their way to the next show. So the <laughs> next time they come to town, studio should be done here, and we'll have to have them here and see what they've been up to, because it has been a while. If you don't remember that interview, you can go back. It was May of 2018, early May 2018, we did that interview. So long time ago. Due to catch up with them again. Pretty sure that was before my time. <laughs> it was. I think like one year. It was like the year before. <laughs> so uh, Chris and I talked to Molly on the phone. That's how it worked. So if you want to go check it out, you definitely should. Eric and I are going to try to get them in the studio, though, next time they come through. Hell yeah. So let's get Love into that. some more music. This one, Eric. Uh, a little metal. I'm still doing my new metal, so I didn't want to throw this at the end. The title of the single here that was released by the band, uh, Mon Cadavre, is My Corpse. And so it kind of fits, not specifically Halloween, but kind of fits. Uh, the band is yeah. Hannibal Death Machine. They are from Montauban in France, and they put this single out. This was the most recent release from the band, November 18th of 2020. And I want to thank the band for reaching out to us, getting this on the radar. Uh, I do still need, this is a good indication of I got to go back through because I do miss uh, handfuls of people that reach out and I periodically go back through and catch them and this is one because they reached out way back in June, getting them on the show now. Fortunately, it wasn't like a brand new track. I would have felt really bad that we were playing a brand new track that they sent to us like three months later. This one coming out about two years ago, a little less than two years ago, still new though. Let's get into Hannibal Death Machine with Molna Kadav. À cette femme qui a prétendu m'aimer, je lui offre en pâture aujourd'hui mon
So what'd you think? That was pretty metal. Right? Yeah, yeah kind of metal. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's funny. Like, uh, uh, like the two bands that you played were uh, sort of heavier than my picks. <laughs> That's and not I'm normal. <laughs> I know. I'm usually the one doing a ton of metal-tinged shit, but none of the picks, except for my uh, metal pick at the end, are remotely metal. They're just straightforward, uh, no, maybe not straightforward punk, but they are more punk than the latter. We'll wait for more of my picks to come. Oh, and I'm yes. not talking about the new metal pick. <laughs> anyway, anyway, as uh, uh, these guys, Hannibal Death Machine. Yes. Yeah, Hannibal Death Machine. It's quite, a, quite some heavy music from all of France, yes? yes. <laughs> Mon Cadavre. Yes. That's all we gonna be, Mon Cadavre. It's awesome. Mon Cadavre. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a long time since I spoke French, but yes, I do like that one. It's a very, it's got that same ominous atmosphere that one gets in any... Uh, a sort of cryptic horror movie de- dealing right? with graveyards and just like that sort of fog and some ominous light in the distance. You're not sure where it's coming from. Yep. Yeah, that's what it sounded like. And then next thing you know, boom, motherfuckers raise him from the dead. Yes. <laughs> so Halloween-ish leads us into our Halloween pick. Yeah. Eric, man. what are you bringing us? Well, I'm bringing a, not a corpse, but the thing that's left after the corpse is uh, decayed. And what separates a corpse from this one, that being a skeleton. <laughs> you know, a skeleton is just nothing but bones. That's when the you know, a corpse is still some uh, vague air of uh, human ramifications there. Right. You know, there's still some uh, flesh, albeit decayed. You know, there's still some, like, uh, you can make out what used to be a kidney or a spleen or something. <laughs> and maybe, they're, uh, maybe they still got one eye closed. That's still a corpse. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yes, we're not talking about corpses anymore. We're talking about post-corpses. We're talking about skeletons. And the song that I chose is from our very own Saviors of Folk Punk in Salt Lake City, yeah. the one and only Folk Hogan. Yeah, yeah brother. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Folk Hogan. I've been, uh, I've been listening to these guys for well over 10 years. They are... They are gods. They are gods. They are gods. They are a band of mighty souls. <laughs> oh, man, that album is still, it's been years since I listened to it, but I remember it fondly. It is such a great record, and they are such a great band. They are just a bunch of talented individuals. They're, they have a guitarist. They got a banjo player, an accordion player, a mandolin player with dreadlocks. He goes by the name of Moses. Nice. I'm not sure if he's a... Uh, not sure if he still has his dreads. It's been, a, it's been years since I've seen Folk Hogan. Well, Moses, Jesus will come to one of your shows. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah, Folk Hogan. I'll do a bit of a plug here. They are currently on tour, not in the States, but in Europe. So if we got any uh, European listeners out there, um, if you like what you hear, what I'm about to play, we're going to talk. You can uh, see Folk Hogan in all of their glory in Strasbourg, Halzer, Don Helder in uh, the Netherlands. Also in the Netherlands, the, they'll be playing the Boiler Room in Tilburg, Café de Spec- Spectacle in Aston, and then they will p- play, be playing in Denmark at the Shakespeare in Pub Herdeck. And then they will be playing uh, Netherlands again with, uh, at Verein Schuhs Vals, and then Chalamage in Ossinese. I could be butchering the fuck out of these pronunciations. I was going to say, it sounds like you're doing way cooler than I'm doing it, or I would have. I'm working on it. And then they will be playing, I'm forgetting to mention the dates here. They're all in October. 
Uh, some of them were, uh, some of them actually just passed. So what is today? Today is the 12th, but by the time somebody can go to a show in Europe, if you listen to us when we come out, it's going to be the 13th. Yeah. Okay, so let's, uh, so yeah, the next day that you will uh, be ready to listen to them, <laughs> ready to see them, would be the 14th. That is the show at uh, Verenschels Vals in Netherlands. And the one at Ossinese will be the 15th. The one on the 16th will be at Local 42. I don't know how the fuck you say that in uh, <laughs> uh, what they speak in Netherlands. <laughs> Helmand. Dutch. Uh, well, it could be. But it could Dutch. also be French. Yes, it could. It could also be French. Uh, well, uh, that's... Eh, <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> been a while since I've uh, been to Europe. Anyway, then they will be playing... Uh, I, I realize that D.E. is not Denmark. It's Deutschland. It sure is, so yes. Germany. Okay, they will be in Germany on the uh, 20th at Bergedorf playing uh, Bellamy. Then they will be in Hamburg the 10th playing at Cowboy und Indianer. And then they will be playing at the Butchel Saloon in Atlantsburg on the 23rd. And that is the extent of their European tour. So, if you're not doing anything the next, uh, few, the next week, uh, my, uh, my Euro friends, go watch Folk Hogan. <laughs> I bet they play either this song or some of the other songs that they have that fit this bill because it is October. Oh, yes, it is October. Anyway, if, uh, if you are some diehard fans, you probably know what I was alluding to, the song Skeleton Scramble. This was the first song I heard by these guys, and yes. I, was, I was hooked with them. I was actually introduced to Folk Hogan by none other than their lead singer. He, oh, cool. He, he used to work at Guitar Center in the, uh, in the repair room. So I was bringing my bass in there, and my bass is just adorned with many stickers. <laughs> Some of them weren't even stickers. They were just uh, printouts on Xerox paper, and I just uh, cut them out and taped them on there. Nice. And one of them was Flogging Molly. <laughs> so he, uh, he gave me a bit of a... Uh, a bit of a nudge like, hey, nice Flogging Molly sticker. Also, if you're into that type of stuff, you should check out my band, Folk Hogan. We're kind of like that. I'm like, oh, yeah? Kind of Irish punk? Oh, no, we're folk punk. I wouldn't say we're Irish. And they are definitely not Irish punk. They are, <laughs> they are more closely related to the likes of uh, Gogo Bordello than they are Flogging Molly. Cool. And that is not a bad thing because, you know, Gogo Bordello is a great band. We I just played, played Gogo Bordello last we week. Did. We did. And I spoke, I spoke very highly of their... Right. Of their status. They are well-deserved of that. And Folk Hogan is well-deserved of their status. They are local legends. They may, and they are slated to be rock phenomenons. And if this song is of any, of any hindrance to that, I don't know what is. Here is from the Band of Mighty Souls, from the album Band of Mighty Souls, The Skeleton Scramble. Sweats. 
stage better have that tint of tango light the type of light that makes the dead get out of their graves in tango right <laughs> <laughs> so yep that was my introduction to uh, folk hogan and i have not looked back since i have not regretted it they are quite a sight to see they are quite a music to be heard and i like them <laughs> <laughs> So there you go. Like I said, if you're over around in, uh, in the Netherlands and uh, Germany, then you will have a fighting chance to see them play live in your respective nick of the woods. Excellent. Well, we have uh, some live shows to talk about. I'm going to be brief on mine, but I do have a lot that I want to talk about that are coming up that I think you should go to. If they're anywhere in your neighborhood, Eric will probably talk about this one, but the Bronx with the chats uh, are tomorrow, Drug Church and Scowl and... Uh, since Eric's been here, I think I'm getting sick. Like, I was already coughing, and now 
Uh, I might be getting worse, so I'm trying to keep my distance from him, even though he already had a cough, which he didn't give to me because I had the cough before he got here. (laughs) But I don't want to give him anything else, so uh, damn it. I love the Bronx. Hopefully, I feel better tomorrow. Uh, Tell us about the shows that you went to. We'll we'll go back and forth. I'm sure we both got a bit to to say. I'll try to keep mine succinct so we can get back into the new, or not new, but the albums. Okay. Well, there were, last week, there were plenty of shows that I would have liked to have gone to, right. but I could not. I was incapacitated, and it sucked. One of which was uh, Slipknot, and another was Soul Glow. I'm really bummed that I missed Soul Glow, because, oh my god, those guys have been, uh, they are just a sight to see. Somebody at the show I went to, at the Crash Fest, told me about Soul Glow, too, that I should be checking about. I'm like, you know what? I think we're going to have them. Not them specifically, because we haven't reached out, or they haven't reached out, but be playing something from them on the show probably in the not-too-distant future because you oh, had been yeah. talking about them. I played something from their show. It was uh, uh, Punk with the Chain. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that was from their uh, album that they released this year. And I listened to that album again today because I'm like, yeah, I got to make sure that this, that when I heard this album, it was exactly what I heard. And yep, just a bunch of weird, uh, oh man, just a composite of a lot of hardcore, a lot of post-hardcore, a lot of weird stringy mathy type shit, and a lot of... Uh, and hip-hop, too. Wow. Yeah, they put it all together. It's sort of like what uh, Show Me the Body was doing in, in their early years. Like, they had a hodgepodge of all that. That's and cool. it worked for them, and it's working for uh, Soul Glow right now. And they are just, oh, man, they're wild. Well, go out and see them, even though Eric and I did not. <laughs> this time. Yeah, not this time. I did see them with Show Me the Body when they were here last. Right. Uh, before the last time. It, you know what I mean. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I won't be talking about shows that I uh, went to uh, last week, but the week before, before I had to get put into the hospital bed and stay there for seven days, except for the, except for the times I had to go take a piss <laughs> and get on the exercise bike. I had to request an exercise bike. I needed to get some movement. Oh, I bet. It's like, I want my legs to still work when I get out of here. Yeah, I'm not sure it would be much, but I bet your muscles could still atrophy if you just laid in bed and did nothing, like potential bed sores starting to form, you know, those kind of things, uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. They had those little uh, leg compressors, you know, they, uh, uh, they fill up with uh, bags of air, so oh, they, like, gotcha. squeeze the legs so Good. that blood clots don't form. Good. So, yeah, th- those were on there, but again, just another thing that I was hooked <laughs> up to be a functioning human. Right. Uh, hospital, it, it sucks being in there. Yeah. But I did have a great weekend leading up to that. There were two shows and two nights that I was going to. On the first, I went to see Lamb of God with Killswitch Engage, Emotionless and White and Fit for an Autopsy. The last two bands, that was their first day on that leg of the tour. And as far as their performances were, that was a great... It's okay. <laughs> Sometimes that's how it is. Yeah, that's how it is. I'm not a fan of either of those bands. I saw Emotionless and Light one other time funnily enough they were also opening up for not just lamb of god but for slipknot as well oh cool so i saw them at warp tour one year and i liked it but considering what was at warp tour one year it was really good yeah (laughs) yep they're they're okay they're all right they're just sort of that like uh uh, they're sort of like the uh, marilyn manson of that style of music right because Really not just in a, really not exactly in music, but in thematic elements. And just the way how Chris Motionless presents himself. I'm like, yeah, he looks like a uh, sort of, uh, 
new generation of Manson, just by the way he looks. Did he have a lot of black paint on? Uh-huh. Do you think if we ever got to do an interview with him that he'd have black paint on? Uh, he probably would. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and during, uh, yeah, during their sets, uh, me and my friend, we went on the upstairs and the bar area, and we were uh, kind of watching the band, but we were mainly watching the pit. And we were just like, you know what? We've never really gotten a bird's eye view of a mosh pit before. At least not that I could really remember. And then I thought, yeah, let's, uh, let's watch it. And then we were just sitting there and we were commenting on it like sports announcers. <laughs> we were like, oh, and then the guy with the Viking hair goes in and he's up against the guy with the uh, fitted brim hat. Oh, it looks like some hardcore dancing. Oh, well, there's a hit. There's a hit right in the face. Is there a fight breaking out? Nope. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if anybody has done that, but you should do that. I think I should. Hey, just record some stuff and then you get on and overdub it and there you go. You know, make the clips a minute, two minutes long, put out a couple a week, depending on how many you get, and boom! Entertainment, yeah. people, entertainment. There we go. That'd be, the only, that'd be my only reason for starting a TikTok account. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, okay, you got the, the audiences uh, split down the middle. There's a few uh, people lagging behind, the sort of brutal people that want both sides to hit them at the same time. Yes, yes, everyone, there's always a few people who come into these shows with something to prove. Right. And, uh, yep, okay, it's uh, getting there. The singer's telling them to hold, hold, and three, two, one. There's the growl, and there they go. Oh, that is a flood of people. People. That is like two tsunami waves just <laughs> crashing in. Oh, it's a sight to be seen, people. I mean, you're seeing it right now. Next show, it's going to be produced by Punkanoi Worldwide. You, you be on the lookout in the next month or so. There's going to be new content. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, God. But speaking of pits, there were some pretty brutal ones at that show that I was in. Not during Kill Switch's set. Kill Switch, I just sort of hung back and I was just like, admiring them from afar because they are a band to be admired that was my second time seeing them and yet the first time i saw them i left that show with a busted lip <laughs> this did not happen this time around good so good i would yeah very good step in the right direction yeah i'm like i'm already going to the hospital in a couple of days i don't need to go to the er to get my stitch to get my lips stitched back together right uh, yeah but that was fun <laughs> Yeah, and it was great seeing Killswitch. They played some of their, uh, they played some new stuff, some uh, undercut shit that the diehards know. I don't because I'm not a diehard Killswitch fan. I mean, I listen to them, I like them, I appreciate them, and they are great to be seen live. And of course, they play the fan favorites. They played End of Heartache. They played My Curse. Right. But they did not play Arms of Sorrow or As Daylight Dies. And I was kind of bummed about that. But That's too bad. Yeah, but it's, it's all right. They still put on a great show. You could tell that they just wanted to be there. And besides, I, w I wasn't in the pit for that one because I was saving myself for Lamb of God. And Lamb of God, good Lord, they have the most brutal fucking pits I have ever been in. Wow. Because you've got metalheads there. You've got them good old boy redneck metalheads. And you got hardcore kids and metalcore kids. Uh, and... With the bands that we're playing before, yeah, that attracts a lot of uh, people from different ends of the spectrum. There's a lot of variety. <laughs> oh, yeah. And they were, pretty much all of them stuck around for Lamb of God, and those pits were maniacal. They got so fucking heavy. They got so crazy, and I was getting pretty damn ignorant, especially on now you got something to die for when... He just lets that out. Now you've got everything goes silent and the crowd just goes, something to die for. Boom, the beat drops and I am just throwing my fist behind me. I don't care what it's hitting. I don't care who it's hitting or what part of them. It was just a crazy, 
It was just a crazy, menacing experience. And then they closed the set with their song, Redneck, and that got a circle pit going from wall to wall. Wow. <laughs> it was huge. They were fucking, uh, they really know how to demand, they really know how to demand uh, action from the audience. That's cool. They, uh, <clears throat> they do it so uncannily. It's damn near scary. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they played quite a few songs that I really love. Like I said, they did Something to Die For and uh, Redneck. They also did um, uh, Resurrection Man. They did from their self-titled album that I really love. They played some new songs from uh, Omens. I couldn't recognize some of them because the album had not come out at that point. <laughs> it came out a few days later. I listened to it once. I need to go and listen to it again to really just sort of get a, an honest opinion about it. I will be back to you on that. <laughs> I've also been busy with other releases, but I will be getting to one of them in a, in a I want to say a short time. I can't guarantee it'll be a short time. <laughs> anyway, Lamb of God just, uh, oh man, they just killed it. I have never been disappointed by any of their shows. That This was like my sixth time seeing them, fifth or sixth time. And yeah, I can't say that they, I can't say that they disappointed me. Oh, Omerta. They played Omerta. And they played Ruin, and they played Vigil. But they didn't play anything off the first album, and I'm really bummed that they just always neglect New American Gospel, particularly the song Black Label. I have only seen them play that song once, and I am just waiting for the fucking day that they do that again. Just please, <laughs> play me Black Label one more time. <laughs> just once. Right. You don't have to do it for the rest of the tour, just for me. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so that was, a, that was a great show, but no less than uh, 24 hours later, I had another show to go to, and this one was a bit, uh, I don't want to say calmer, but it was definitely more uh, niche. This was the Ill Hallows Benefit Show. If there is a zine that is going around Salt Lake. They only have one issue out. They are, uh, they, they are a pretty busy, busy bunch. It is a two-man crew doing this uh, zine, the Ill Will zine. Dan Fletcher of Run Into the Sun and Trevor Hale of Milk Money. Well, they're both in Milk Money, but they are like Salt Lake hardcore aficionados. They've been there since the Grudge City days. They have been there throughout the 2000s and are still keeping at it. And they're still like giving back to the community. And this is one way that they are doing it. And they wanted to throw an All Hallows Benefits show with uh, some hardcore bands doing cover sets of other hardcore <coughs> bands. <coughs> Both of us now. Yeah, both of us. And if you remember, there was like a... <clears throat> yeah, it was a benefit show for the uh, Gear Fun Collective, and it was quite a sight to be seen. We had bands like Zodiac Killer covering Trapped Under Ice, Absolved covering Gorilla Biscuits, Run Into the Sun playing Snapcase, Portraits playing Title Fight, Recidivist playing Slayer, Snuff Tape playing AFI, and Snake Eyes playing Hatebreed, and Crow Killer... If you knew, they kept their set, uh, the band that they were covering, under wraps. They, had, they were notoriously tight-lipped about it. Nobody knew who they were, <laughs> or nobody knew who they were going to play. Right. They were just <clears throat> advertised as Nunya, as in Nunya business. Yep. <laughs> That's how snarky they could be. I'll talk, to, I'll talk about them in just a second. I've got to talk about the bands that I did see. I saw, yeah, Run Into the Sun, they were first. They played their Snapcase set. And I was like, yeah, you got zombie, uh, God, what was it, zombie petrification? <laughs> zombie conscience? <laughs> zombie dance? <laughs> no, that's a cramps song. Uh, 
zombie something. I can't remember what the uh, actual song title is, but it does have zombie in the title. And of course they played Caboose. What Snapcase set would be complete without Caboose? <laughs> That's like their biggest fucking song. And of course I was like, it's a short set, I get it, but you can play Incarnation, please. Damn it. <laughs> Anyway, afterwards was uh, Snuff Tape doing their AFI cover set, which was really mostly the All Hallows EP. They did that. Makes sense. Yep. <clears throat> and I even made the joke. It's like, yeah, that was a great cover of the Misfits cover that AFI did. <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> they had to do Halloween. But here in like Fall Children, Total Immortal, Boy Who Destroyed the World, it was fucking awesome. It was a great time. Oh, man. Recidivist, they did Slayer. And it was a damn near flawless set. They covered one of my favorite lesser known Slayer songs, that being Temptation. And I think it's because they knew that they were playing to some hardcore kids and that one has such a slammy breakdown part. And it was pretty funny seeing people uh, hardcore dancing to the breakdown and raining blood. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, like I said, they were good, but the guitarist Amp kept shorting out. And it was so bad because he was doing the solos and it just kept sounding like he was fucking up, missing the notes. But I was like right there. I was watching him playing and I was like, no, he's playing really flawlessly. I can tell he's hitting the notes. The amp is just deciding to fuck with him. That <laughs> so that was, that was horrible. It was probably just like a, it was probably just like a short fuse, a bad connection or whatever, but they muscled through. Cool. Yeah, and they, and they kind of had to because it was time constraints all around. All these bands, they're like playing no more than 20 minute sets. <laughs> Anyway, I didn't, ma- I didn't catch the uh, Trapped Under Ice or uh, Title Fight sets. I did watch the portraits doing their Title Fight set from afar. I was on the outside just chatting it up with some friends and watching it through the windows, and people were going nuts. Awesome. Yeah, and that was like a sign of things to come because, oh, my God, when Crow Killer came on, people went fucking ballistic. Why? Because the secret had gone out. We knew what song that they were – we knew what band that they were covering. I mean, I had an inkling because I recognized they were doing a release of uh, promotional shirts and they had their font different. And I was like, I recognize that font. I know <laughs> what band uses that font. And then, and then they take the stage and I see their set list and it's coded. I'm just seeing like uh, the names of the songs, but they're like replacing it with numbers or they're just like giving some weird... Uh, some weird nicknames for it. Cool. I go, yep, I know it. And what should they start off with? With That is the opening to Heroin Fingers by Disembodied. I was like, I knew it. I fucking knew it. I knew they were going to be doing Disembodied. And oh my God, the pileups for those opening lyrics is that chant just, can you save me? And I was in the thick of it. I'm just getting crushed. I'm like, oh God, people, I actually want to sing, but it's kind of hard when I can't breathe. (laughs) So Crow Killer, that was a maniacal set. They did... They did some awesome covers of Disembodied. I love Disembodied. I love hearing their music. And I love hearing a band like Crow Killer do, holding a candle to them. Because their music is very similar to them. Awesome. Uh, yeah. And then Absolved, their Gorilla Biscuits cover set. My God, so many stage dives. So many stage dives. A lot of people were landing on my head. Ooh. I know. I know. I know. God damn it. <laughs> 
Not that that's ever good, but that's not good. Yeah, <clears throat> definitely not for me. I really gotta gotta be more careful, idiot. But Gorilla Biscuits, those songs were fucking great. Doing songs like No Direction or Big Mouth or, uh, oh God, of course, Start Today. Right. <laughs> and everyone was going crazy. It was, a, it was such a great show. And Snake Eyes, they were the closers that night. They were the ones doing Hate Breed. And I was like, okay, Hate Breed, RIP your fists, because right? this is going to get fucking <laughs> brutal. <laughs> Especially during Before Dishonor. That is like the, one of the calling cards. Uh, but they didn't, I don't think that they would have been as typical to play Destroy Everything. But I still think they should have. Come on, that's the one that gets everybody so angry. <laughs> My bassist Tyler, he was, we were talking about Hatebreed and he was like, Destroy Everything. Yep, that is the type of hardcore song that when I listen to it, it makes me want to punch a baby in the face. <laughs> Yep, that's, that's hate breed, bench press hardcore. <laughs> right. <sighs> anyway, that show went off without a hitch. It was fucking great. I loved being, a, I just loved being around all my friends who were uh, singing all the lyrics that we knew when we were teenagers. <laughs> and, and yeah, the bands, you could tell they were having a fucking great time doing it. Right. So yeah, those were my shows that I went to, all two of them in the last uh, two weeks. Awesome. And I will be attending more. By next week. Yeah, by next week. By fucking tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to quickly go over the Crash Fest. It was the Bossa Nova Ballroom in Portland, October Friday, October 7th, 8th and 9th. <clears throat> Show started like at 5.30 every night and went till around midnight most of the nights. Had to be a few lineup changes, unfortunately. If you tuned in about two weeks ago over on... Uh, Punkanoi Worldwide, I did kind of a hey, check out Crash Fest episode and played some of the bands and talked about it, so you can get more details there, and you can go over to SLC Punkcast on Instagram and Facebook. I recommend Instagram, but mm. uh, go check out all the pictures. I put some comments on the bands and several pictures uh, throughout. So, on the Friday, Lost Cause, Crime Time, they were both great. Got to see Dead 77, had them on the show about a year ago. Uh, got to see Jorge the next day. Had to get uh, that Demon's LP and a shirt from him, and I missed him at the merch, along with the next band, Dog Company, who's one of my favorites. Love that band. I would travel to see them. They're coming at us from Dallas, Texas, and they were fantastic. I had to catch up with them Sunday morning before, right before they got their ride out to the airport, but they were fantastic. Good set. Weekend Kids played a bunch of Bobber Wonderland tracks as well, so if you're familiar with that California band, well, this is another cool California band. They just released an EP, three tracks. Go check them out. Might be having uh, somebody from the band on the show in the not-too-distant future. We'll see. But they were pretty awesome, and we'll definitely be playing something from them. The Drowns always put on a phenomenal show. And I love Andy's hair. Andy's got some long hair, as I got some long hair right now is why I say that. Uh, Lion's Law, for sure, brought down the house on the first night. It was fucking wild, and I loved it. They played an hour set, and Booze and Glory wrapped it up. They were fantastic, too. Seen both those bands before, and, you know, coming from France and the UK, I will definitely go see both of those bands again. They are both phenomenal. Uh, the Saturday lineup, it changed, you know, lost some bands as well. Evil Conduct was supposed to play on the first and second, or last night, and they weren't able to play. Uh, on the second night, Saturday, got to see Infirmities, got to meet Jayhawk in person, which was great. Got to see a new band got, that got added on last minute called Skinny Pete and the Meats. They were cool. I really enjoyed their set. Badass. I played them over on that episode 
uh, checking out the festival, and I liked what I heard, but you know what? Hearing their music does not hold a candle to watching their live performance. That is a, just a cool-ass band, a badass band, as it were, pun intended, uh, from California. And if you ever get a chance to see them, they come your way, you should get it. Go check out their music in the meantime. They were followed by Antagonizers ATL. I think that's the third or fourth time I've seen them. <clears throat> I love seeing them every time. Kings was my favorite album of last year. Common Turn Sect was next, and they were fantastic as well. Uh, that album was in my top 10 albums of last year. Then I got to see Resistance 77. Yep, the voice is starting to go. <clears throat> Getting cold, oh, voice man. is starting to go. It's, I'm tanking, I'm sorry. Audie was awesome. Got to talk to Audie in person again. Uh, talked to him at Punk Rock Bowling, and we did an interview with him right before Eric hopped on the show. I think that was one of the last interviews that Chris did was with Audie of Resistance 77, and we're definitely going to try to line something up and hopefully see them again next year or even sooner, or I get out there. Then the Prowlers, who were added on when Stomper 98 was pulled off, they fucking killed it. Their album, Prowl Around, up until this upcoming Friday, has been the best album of the year for me, but there's an album coming out this Friday. I'll talk more about that on another episode. It might be my favorite, but both of those two, one and two for the year so far. Those Fastidios, man, they brought down the house. One of the best live performances. They've been around since like 91. They're from Italy. They are fantastic. And if you ever get a chance to see them, you should definitely see them. And then finally, Sundays, a handful of bands not able to make it. Set times changed. Uh, we got to see Claymore out of, I think they're from Oakland. The Warriors coming out is from the UK. And man, the house for like the second band, even though they're supposed to be like the third band, I think. Man, the house got packed and fucking was just bananas while... Uh, the Warriors were playing. It was awesome. And uh, I really like that. You should check them out if you, for un some reason, you're unfamiliar. Uh, check out all these bands. Incendiary Device, uh, all those guys also were in the band Antidote. They're from New York. If you're familiar with that, then you know. And they played some of the Antidote songs in their set, and their set was cool. I recommend checking out Incendiary Device. I was not familiar with them prior to. Uh, Fang. I knew about them, learned a little more about them before the show because of the show, and they were awesome. They were great. The Take came out. They're from New York, and The Take, again, fantastic band. I love that band. Uh, got to see them like on one of their very first shows, which was back in 2019, and now got to check them out uh, here, which was awesome. New bassist, better bassist. Uh, more consistency. They're putting out a new EP coming out at the beginning of the year, so be on the lookout for it. And finally, Doug and the Slugs, they fucking killed it. They brought down the house. It was kind of a slow start. I thought, geez, did people leave? I think people were just getting their beverages. Like I told you before we got started, the turnaround times were like 15 minutes. Some of the early ones were like 10-minute turnaround times. Mm -hmm. And I think people were just outside. But man, like by the second song, the house was crowded, and it was going bananas. It was fantastic. It was great to see all the people that I got to see Matt and Paige from uh, Utah, Violent Unrest, Press Gang Union, all that. They were there. Got to hang out with them, watch some shows with them. Mike Longshot of LSM Vinyl and Ultrasect and plenty other bands and had done an interview with him in like 2017. He was one of the first interviews we did on the podcast back in 2017. And finally got to meet him in person. So for me, that's one of the best things about it is going and being able to meet and see people, especially so many people. There were bands such as Mob Mentality who we've had on the show, and for whatever reason, they were unable to be there and play. But, you know, I was looking forward to that. So there's a lot of people that we knew 
in some fashion, but in digital world fashion, you know, like Bodan of Antagonizers. I've talked to him numerous times over Instagram, but it was all messaging. And a lot of these other bands we did interviews with, like Zoom and phone calls and stuff like that. So it was great to get to see all of them. That was my show. Eric, do you have any shows you want to mention before I mention some shows that are coming up? Well, I do have a couple. So we all know about the uh, show tomorrow, you know, Drug Church and the Chats and the Bronx and Scowl. But there is another show going on that night. It is a band called Gel. They will be playing at the Beehive with Public Opinion. Now, Gel, they are pretty hard. There's some New Jersey hardcore. Matt and Paige said that they're going to oh, be yeah. at that show. Oh, yeah. That's going to be, that will be a riot. And Public Opinion, they're from uh, just next door of us. They're from Denver. And we got Narc and Ribbons. And it is rumored, it is rumored, do not quote me on this, that there will be a pop-up show within this show. There's th saying that Scal may be jumping off from the, uh, sh from the Drug Church show as soon as they are done with their set. Nice. And they'll be doing a pop-up <laughs> at the Gel show. That's just what I heard. I cannot confirm nor deny that this is happening, but... We shall see. It does remain to be seen. Cool. So if you can't afford to go to the uh, Drug Church show, which uh, it really sucks. I mean, that's a great band to see live. Oh, all of them are a great band to see live. Right. Uh, though I cannot account for Scowl. I have not seen them yet. That is I haven't either. Yeah. And same thing with Chats. This will be my first time seeing those guys. Right. And I'm, I'm excited. Ugh. Anyway, that will be at the Beehive. 7 p.m. It'll be $10 entry. And also, we got a pretty big uh, show coming up this weekend. It's called the Wild West Fest. That is just a straight hardcore festival with uh, bands that are from all walks of life, from all different, different parts of the country, some of which I didn't even know were still going. Wow. It's like I haven't listened to you guys in almost 10 years, and you're still doing shit? Well, I <laughs> guess I've been a pretty, uh, pretty ignorant. <laughs> I've just been watching other shit. Uh, yeah, the main festival will be taking place on Saturday the 15th. However, on the 14th, they will be doing a Wild West pregame with the bands Ikulu, Ingrown, These Streets, Pull Your Card, Eightfold Path, Teardrop, with Victim to None and Snake Eyes, and NVM opening. Cool. Like I said, that'll be at the Beehive, $25, and it will start at 5 p.m. And that's going to be a lot of bands to, a lot of sets to get through. Right. Uh, but you want to talk about sets they got to get through. Starting at 12 p.m. at the Soundwell is the Wild West Fest. And that is going to be a $70 entry. Damn. But listen to the, listen to these bands. These bands, in alphabetical order, I'm just realizing. Abrasion, Big Boy, Dare, Dead Heat, Extinguish, Field of Flames, Forced to Suffer, Hard Side, Momentum, Natural Evil, Section Hate, Mind Force, Devoid, Sledge, Twist of Cain, Vamachara, and Witness Chamber. A lot of cool bands on that list. So many cool bands, some of which I have, I have listened to and not seen, some of whom I have actually seen, and some that I didn't even think I was going to see. <laughs> <laughs> So it's that's pretty awesome. I am excited to see. I'm excited to see Dead Heat and uh, and uh, Momentum again. I always wanted to see Twist of Came, Vamachara, and Witness Chamber, and I am now super excited to see Extinguish and Hard Side. Oh man, it's a it's a stacked fucking lineup, nice. and I am ready to just. Uh, I'm ready to just uh, turn off my brain and let the fist fly. No, <laughs> no not really. I got to be careful on this one. 
But when a uh, but so help me God, when Dead Heat does Death Wish, I will be getting ignorant during that. He starts for life, but instead found death. Go. Yeah. And one of my songs, I actually ripped off that breakdown. That's cool. Sorry. I will I will say that you guys did it first, but hey, imitation is the most sincere form of flattery. Indeed, it is. And I actually did write that one first. <laughs> I did. I did write a. I did write a similar riff. It had the exact same uh, chuggy part. The dun 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 dun, but it just had a different tail at the end of it. This one still has a different tail, but the only thing we really ripped off was the snare roll buildup. That's cool. Yeah. So there we go. I'm being outright with it. Awesome. Well, I got a few to mention. If you weren't able to be at Crash Fest, but you're going to be in Atlanta on the 14th, that's Friday, you can see Lion's Law, Antagonizers, ATL, Rotten Stitches, and The Hanging Judge. Every one of those bands is phenomenal. I wish I was going to be there in Atlanta. It's $20, or if you wait till the day of, it's going to be $25. So get yourself to Atlanta. Follow any or all of those bands. Head over to freshticks.com, and you'll be able to find it there. Uh, awesome bands. All of them, well, the two I saw this past weekend are phenomenal, so I'm sure you'll enjoy it. Then on the 15th, Working Class Promotions in California at Surf Dogs Sports Grill, which is in Huntington Beach. Uh, on the 15th, it is $10 cover, all ages, bar with ID, show starts, well, it says seven, I don't know if show starts or doors, but October 15th, you can go see 390 Informal Society, The Bastards, Ruling Party, Room, and Ex-Offender. Uh, awesome stuff. A lot of cool bands. Looks like uh, quite a few cool ones coming in from out of town. So if you're going to be there in California, you should definitely check it out. Then there's a few Halloween shows that are a little bit further out, but I'll mention them anyway. They're still in October, so you might want to plan to get to them. Saturday, October 22nd, Taco Punks presents uh, the Halloween Massacre featuring Knuckleheads, Dead Fleet, Battle Ready, Almost Porn, and Local Retards, and that is in Upland. I believe that is somewhere in Southern California, but don't quote me. But they're going to have vendors, food, music, fun for everyone. $10 at the door, prize for best contest. Oh, 21 Gun Salute is going to be there. Sometimes it's hard to see the band's logo mixed in with other pictures for the flyers. But anyway, there you go. There's that one. If you want to do Scalloween, Smellvis Records is going to bring you in Riverside, California, at the Concert Lounge on University Avenue on October 29th. You can go see Eight Calacas, uh, La Pobresca, uh, looks like Ice, Ice, Cerobro Negro, uh, De Scarados, Onk, maybe? Bad Boy Dance Party. I hope I got at least most of those right. Some of those were hard to read. But also a costume contest, cash prizes. Get out there the, in advance, 20 bucks. And it's 20 bucks no matter what if you show up in a costume, if you want to wait till day of, just in case you don't have work off or something like that already. Then if you want to go to Las Vegas for a Halloween party, Asteroid M <laughs> is doing a Halloween party. It's concerts in the park. <coughs> Excuse me. Desert Island Boys, Eclipse, Three Rounds, Anti-Vision, The Red Sea, and Horror Palation. We were just talking about them. That'll be at 7 p.m. There's a costume contest, and it's on October 29th. So get out there. Go support Asteroid M Records and those bands. 
Another show this month, it's on the boulevard, 10 bucks. That's Whittier Boulevard and Boyle Heights. Uh, this is in California. You probably know where exactly. I don't see the city. I'm probably just missing it. But you'll get to see band that I mentioned earlier, Badass, band we love to play on the show, Revolt and Destroy, Makosos, who's from San Jose, and they're going to be coming here soon, uh, the Valicia, which are from Fresno, Treasura, and Chronic Condition. So a lot of cool bands. Show starts uh, at 8 p.m., so go check out all of those bands. Uh, I've got one more flyer to read off of, and it's Stevie's 50th Birthday Bash, 7 p.m., October 22nd. You can go see Victory, The Uncouth, Empire Down, three bands I absolutely love. Uh, so good. And then you can also see Vacant and Old Salt. Not familiar with Old Salt. If Vacant's the vacant I'm thinking of, don't want to miss that either. Uh, all proceeds are forwarded to the Protez Foundation that gives Ukrainian soldiers prosthetic limbs at no cost of their own. And this will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota. So go follow any of those bands. Donate. It's going to be to a good cause. Plus, the show is going to be outstanding. Stellar bands involved. And then finally, I got a couple to read. I want to thank Billy Weasel, who reached out. He's in. He's originally from Salt Lake, but currently lives in Bremerton, Washington. After Houston and the Dirty Rats played here, they went up there. And uh, he is doing a joint benefit show booked for People's Harm Reduction Alliance and Food Not Bombs on November 12th at the Charleston in Bremerton, Washington. The lineup is John D. Reveler, Worth Nothing, Baptation, and um, Awake Among uh, Amongst the Dead, sorry, I was reading those weird. It's 8 to $6 with any warm weather clothing donation. And yeah, get out there and support this. I'll be talking about this one again. Thank you, Billy, for reaching out. Sorry I didn't get it on the last episode. Uh, I will reach out and let you know the reason why I didn't is because Eric and I had already recorded the last episode. And so yeah. I wasn't able to add this in by the time you sent it. But uh, nonetheless, good stuff. And then finally... Uh, our guys at Rotten Bastard slash Mad Mulligans, they're bringing back, and I want to do something like this, uh, they're bringing back the matinee shows. A new venue's coming up, uh, Coney Island, USA. It's going to be in Brooklyn. Uh, this show's not out until December 11th, but I want to bring it out now so you can plan to get there if you want. You can go see Spoiler NYC. They're, they're awesome. Uh, Mad Mulligans and Sped, and then Borderline Mainstream. I think that's a name of a band. I apologize if it's not. Uh, there'll be a Coney Island Circus Sideshow. And again, it is, the money's going to go to the venue because they are trying to start a new venue for matinees. That's going to be on Sunday, December 11th. Eric, I am done. Whenever you're ready, get into your album. If you got more, get into more. I just got one more. I found a... Yeah, Makosos, they will be here. They will be here with uh, Valicia, but it won't be until uh, November, November 3rd. Okay. Yeah, and it's going to be at Oliver. So, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And they'll be playing with uh, Usurpers, Badmouth, and Power Beer. Sweet. So that's going to be a great show. It is. Yeah. Though I thought it was funny. I was like, Makosos, we have a band here, a power violence band called Makosos, but they spell it with a C, whereas uh, these guys spell it with a K. True. I'm like, how many Makosos are there? I guess there's two. I wouldn't have guessed that. Yeah. A bunch of little brats. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. actually what it translates out to. I'm like, I never looked up what that is. And it is. It's a bratty child. <laughs> cool. Well, I can see why there's multiple bands by that name. Uh-huh. Let's yeah. get into that album. Speaking of a, a show that's going to be here tomorrow that you will be going to. Yes. Yes, I will be going to it, and I also really want to talk about this album because it came out this year, and it is one of the best ones that I've heard. It's Get Fucked 
by the chats. Yes. Ah, uh, yes, the chats. They sound like just straightforward uh, late 70s, early 80s uh, UK punk rock, but they are not from the UK. They're from nope. Queensland in Australia. Yeah. I'm like, it took a while for British punk to really hit the wave down there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not really. I'm sure, I know they've had a scene going on from... Uh, going on there for quite some time but the chats they are really making some waves and they are finally coming to the u.s and they are finally playing here in salt lake come tomorrow evening or if you're listening to this right now it is tonight <laughs> right <laughs> uh, yeah, or be on the lookout when they're in your town because they're on tour oh yes they are they are on tour and they are on tour with you know three other really great fucking bands two of which i know put on such amazing live shows especially the fucking bronx oh my right? god so excited to be seeing those guys again. Last time I saw them was the last time Bouncing Souls were here. Right. And Bouncing Souls are coming back. Yeah, January 31st. Or yep. 30th. 30th. 30th, that's 31st, right. 31st, they're playing Denver. That's and right. I'm, and I'm thinking of going down there as well. But, cool. But uh, there's some things that will be, uh, I got a plan for. But that's not for another couple months. But anyway, I don't know why I'm holding the paper up so high right now. But <laughs> maybe because I just need to be comfortable and I need to feel proper. The chats get fucked. <laughs> yeah, they. Uh, I played one of the songs on here uh, the, when the album just came out back in August. And that was the, uh, oh, God, Struck by Lightning. Yeah. Struck by Lightning. Right. <laughs> yeah, and it still sounds, it sounds so <laughs> macosos. <laughs> it sounds so bratty. It sounds like those... Uh, it sounds like just that, uh, you know, snot-nosed little kids just yelling at the world and just saying how pissed off they are. And they're like, yep, that's exactly what the chats sound like. It is straightforward, just blunt force hardcore. Uh, not hardcore, just punk rock. But it might as well be hardcore. Right. Like first wave, very first wave. Because it is so stripped down. It is, there are no frills about it. They are just... They are just in and out of there. You don't really have to think too much about it. You just have to sing along with it, chant along with it, and have a great fucking time. And some of their songs are really fast and really heavy. Others are just really uh, kind of uh, dancey. And that's what the first track uh, that I chose here is. It just is more laid back. It's got a bit of a fun groove to it, and it's catchy as all hell. It's the Emperor of the Beach. That'll make sense once, I st once you start <laughs> listening to it. Here it is, Emperor of the Beach.
Yeah, you could just be, you could just picture them sitting there in the sand on their little uh, laid back, uh, uh, you know, those beach chairs. Yeah, the, those lounging chairs, whatever they are. Yeah, the lounging <laughs> chairs. I know what they are in Italian. They're called straio. <laughs> yeah, straio. But I don't know. I don't know the proper term because we don't live in a beach city. We sure don't. Yeah, we don't. Unless you want to call the Salt Lake a beach, but who in the fuck wants to swim in that? Nobody. Yeah, your skin If you skin do, will... you don't know. Oh, God. Your skin will be so dry. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to think about that. And you'll be swimming with a bunch of brine shrimp and, brine shrimp and seagull carcasses. <laughs> it's not even a beach. It's a lake. Yeah. It's in the name for Christ's sake. <laughs> Hey, that's yeah. a fun ride. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, Emperor of the Beach. They said it. So, yeah, I don't see any reason to disagree with that. There you go. <laughs> but that's like, like I said, I mean, the songs are just so simple that way. And, and yeah, like I said, they can be pretty uh, vibrant. Right. They can be pretty uh, menacing if they want to be. And that's what exactly this song is this upcoming song is. It is called Ticket Inspector. And I kind of feel as if you were, if you were be, uh, if you were listening to this song while you were uh, driving, you will be inspecting your own ticket at one point in time. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure they're talking about like, uh, you know, when you're going through the, uh, uh, the Turnstile? Oh. Yeah. I think they like a train going through a turnstile because they have ticket inspectors there, but maybe yeah. what you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, and same thing with like when you go to those uh, little gates on the highway when you're entering into another county or another state. Right. They have those things over in uh, Europe when you're going through a different country. I forget what the fuck they're called. The tolls. Okay. They're tolls. Toll booths. So yeah, maybe that's also what they're referring to. Ticket, ticket inspector. Uh, but yeah, what you said makes more sense. <laughs> So, yeah, but regardless, you'll be inspecting your own tickets if you listen to this while driving, because motherfucker goes fast. <laughs>
you better uh, you better be paying attention out there, fellas. Right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but that's the chats. That's a little uh, dose of what you're, of what to expect in the upcoming shows. No matter where you see them, let's make their uh, let's make their tour here in Salt Lake a uh, uh, their stop here in Salt Lake a memorable one. I agree. I feel that they will be uh, making it memorable themselves because if their if their stage presence is anything like they are presented on the album, I think we're in for a fucking thrill ride. That's cool. <laughs> yep. And I think they're uh, accurately placed because having seen the Bronx, I would hate to be the band that has to follow them. Right. <laughs> the no only kidding. Yeah. The only band that could pull that off was the Bouncing Souls because it's the fucking Bouncing Souls, man. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do? The, only, the, the first time I saw Bronx was with Bad Religion. And back then they were still like a eh, kind of a new band. They were a few years old at that point. And... And yeah, their singer, whose name I keep fucking forgetting, Matt. Matt that's why I keep forgetting because it's such a basic name. <laughs> yeah, Matt. He wasn't go, he wasn't as hyphy as he used to be. He or how he is now. He wasn't getting down into the crowd and just like uh, coercing people. He wasn't as uh, crazy as as we know him to be. So yeah, they were still kind of finding their footing. And now the Bronx are just like, oh god, just uh, yep, have them headline every show. All right. Well, we're going to get to the end of the show. Before we do that, we're going to play a great album. I heard it just today. It was shared with me today. Thank you, Artemy. He is in the band Confront Stage. They are from uh, Russia. Uh, the band Burning Flag, he shared with me a bunch of tracks, as he used to be in that band as well, but uh, a bunch of tracks from the band. So I'm looking forward to going through the other stuff, but I thought, you know what? I didn't have an album picked yet, and let's get into this album. There's four tracks from each band on this split. It's called Time of Troubles. Yes, the bands, probably if you look them up, they're in Russian, but if you have like a browser translator like I do, then it translated it for you. Uh, VK.com is a social media site that you will find a lot of bands in Russia on, so I would recommend you checking that out, but we'll get to their other social medias at the end, as we do. The band Antrib, A-N-T-R-E-I-B, is the, a band, they've been a band since 2009, they're from Moscow, the other band... Uh, the Artemy is in, uh, was in, is Burning Flag. They've been a band since 2014, and they're from St. Petersburg, so not the same city, but they're both from Russia. One of the one of the cities in Russia. You're right. <laughs> yeah, remember, most of Russia is just frozen wasteland. <laughs> yeah, one of the the areas over by Eastern <laughs> Europe. Excuse me, mm-hmm. I'm getting worse. I apologize. Yeah. Uh, Much like how most of Utah is just desert wasteland. <laughs> that's true. That is very true. Uh, Antrieb, they started as a punk hardcore band, but have since transformed into thrash metal. I'm sure that is piquing Eric's interest as I say those words. Mm-hmm, my ears are burning. <laughs> so, less talk. I'm starting to not feel really good, so I want to do the band's justice. I think you should check them out. We'll say more about them here in a moment. But first band, Antrieb, and the track is called Enough Space for Everyone.
Hand Trave. There I go again playing stuff Eric probably would have played. Yep, there you go, especially in the thrashy parts. <laughs> and that band does have a lot of uh, little thrashy bits. That's not too, not too laden with those uh, tremolo riffing and those uh, little downstroke and breakdowns, but it's, it's enough. It's enough. I still consider them more on the punk side than the metal side. But Excellent. Well, they're they right where great. they belong. Fuck yeah, they do. And where they belong is in the realm of awesomeness. Right? <laughs> oh, that felt so uh, middle school. But they were so... <laughs> but yeah, there's no other way to really say it. That song was awesome. And let's get into another awesome one off there. The other half of the split is the band Burning Flag. Like I said, they're from St. Petersburg. Started in 2014. Art to me, he was in this band at one point. Uh, the band... Like I said, there's four tracks from each band. They are uh, just more hardcore. You'll, you'll see here in just a second. Uh, October 6th, I think I said at the beginning of the show, but I forgot to say here, this is brand new. I mean, it came out like a week ago. So on October 6th, this split came out. In the future, I will be getting to more from Burning Flag as I've got a lot to get to, but we'll probably space them out here and there. A lot of older, lesser-known Burning Flag uh, tracks to get to, so... Expect to hear more from them. Go search out both bands on your own. Let's get into Burning Flag off of that split. Again, that split's called Time of Troubles. The track that we're going to play from Burning Flag is called All Our, All Our Enemies. Sorry, All Our Enemies. definitely more closely related to thrash particularly toxic holocaust oh nice yeah where i had those uh 
yeah, the music was thrash, but the vocals, they sound like those old uh, Norwegian black metal, that right. back of the throat and just that crisp banshee wailing. That, yeah. That's awesome. I mean, you heard it. You know what I'm talking about. That's what it reminded me of. And yeah, I'm a fan of Toxic Holocaust, and that by all rights kind of makes me a fan of this music. So, I mean, you'd certainly piqued my interest. I want to check out both of these bands. <laughs> Burning Flag and Treeb. Go check out both bands. Uh, they're awesome. Go check out that split. Go check out other stuff. We'll check it out together here in the future. And while you're at it, go check out Confront Stage. Uh, they're awesome as well. Uh, I am slowly going the way of the buffalo. So, Eric, you're going to have to wrap up the show. I'm going to be brief on my new metal pick. <laughs> all right. I guess it's all up to me. Yep. Okay. As I have mentioned uh, quite a few different times, the day of October 7th was a very busy release day. And there were three albums from three very seminal bands. One was Ritual Violence from Arm for Apocalypse. One was Omens from Lamb of God. And the one I'll be talking about today is Angels Hanging from Heaven's Arches. I believe that's how it is. It's a pretty lengthy title. Angels Hung from the Arches of Heaven. Angels, yeah. Too many words. <laughs> right? <laughs> Too many words. You had all the right words. I think only two of them were in different places. Uh, yeah. Right words, different meaning, but different meaning. <laughs> right words, different structure, but the same meaning. Right. Yeah, and there's a, it's like a quote that's on the wall of the warehouse I uh, work at, sort of. It's, uh, it's like, you may change the, uh, change, the, change the plan, but don't change the outcome. Right. That's basically what happened here. So... <laughs> Yeah, pretty lengthy. Uh, yeah, pretty lengthy title. But new album from Goat Whore. I am fucking excited, and I got to listen to it a few different times. And yep, they are doing what they do best. They have that that just that overlay of satanic black metal on their death metal uh, their death metal basis. And where should they be coming from? But New Orleans. No. Yeah, the whole, uh, yeah, the most satanic city in the uh, U.S.? Maybe? The voodoo, right? <laughs> yeah. The voodoo city. Yeah, the voodoo city. But they don't think about voodoo. They think about occult, the occult. <laughs> Similar. They're, they're, distant, they're not two distant cousins. Yeah, they're uh, certainly not. <laughs> Both of them have their uh, displays in witchcraft and uh, other types of, other types of uh, crazy shit like that. Right. Uh, yes, but Goat Whore, I played them on the show before. I played a show with them earlier this year, back in April. That was a fun fucking experience. And they are great great to see live. They are great people to hang out with, the great people to talk to. I had, a, I had a fun time. It was awesome. And, yeah, they were telling me that they were uh, releasing a new album, and I'm like, oh, I'm waiting with bated breath now, man. <laughs> <laughs> and they got some great stuff. They got the more death metal sounding ones. They got the more straightforward uh, bluesy sounding ones, which is kind of the one that I, kind of in the one that I have uh, chosen for this one, uh, for this episode, my pick of uh, metal songs to play, non-punk songs to play. And it's also a pretty, uh, it's also a mouthful, this title, Voracious Blood Fixation. Right. And that's actually among their more uh, um, midway length in album titles or song titles on this album. So, uh, but the words don't matter. Okay, they matter, but the <laughs> titles don't matter. Okay, the length of the titles don't matter. That's a, whatever. The song is awesome. Don't believe me? Well, hit play there.
scream at the end you know? <laughs> i love how that song is uh structured because it's got the you wouldn't you wouldn't put it as a uh, death metal song at first listen it doesn't have the same like a uh, little chromatic notes and that just uh, the snare worshiping type thing this actually plays off more like a uh, straightforward thrashy song with a lot of motorhead influence on there they have a lot of little blues licks at the at the tail end of some of the riffs that <laughs> And that actually makes a lot of sense, because all you satanic death metalers out there, you owe a lot to the original Satan worshippers, not even worshippers, <laughs> but the blues men, the men who, who allegedly sold their souls to the devil at the crossroads. True. Come on. You, <laughs> you owe it in great deal to those guys, not just blues making the formation of rock and roll. Thanks to white people uh, just uh, totally uh, lifting it and using it for their own... Uh, you know, their own profit. Yeah. <laughs> and for their own fame. But hey, got the ball rolling. It sure did. And now anybody, it sucks that they took advantage of people at all. But now it's anybody's game. Look out there and find different genres of music and everybody, whatever they look like, are doing them. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, In Whole, Goat Whore's uh, newest album, it's great. It's great. It's one of the best death metal albums I've heard in a... In a while. Right. Like, uh, as far as uh, current death metal albums, granted, I've been a bit on the off of the radar for a uh, new death metal that's coming out, but I'm just getting uh, sort of caught up with it. And Goat Horror is a great starting point for me because I've listened to them since I was a teenager and I listen to them now and they still hold up, even though I'm not as much a Satan worshiper as I used to be. <laughs> if I, if and I ever was one. <laughs> Well, we're going to wrap up the show. I got one track. We were kind of long-winded. We had some tangents. We had a lot of bands to talk about as we, our last episode was two weeks ago, even though we released it last week because we did two on the same night. So let's get into it. I don't have too much to say. I'm starting to wind down. I still have probably like seven or eight new metal bands, but I think I might just do October and then come November, cut whatever I didn't get to and move on to something else. Uh, I'm scraping the bottom in some of those. I'm just like, man, I don't care if I get to those. <laughs> so, And what's going to be next? Post-grunge? Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I still got a few weeks to figure that out. A few more new metal bands to play, including this one, Stereo Mud. If you're not familiar with them, they are from New York City slash Georgia, both. And they were active as a band from 99 to 2003. Wow. Yankees and Rebels consolidating? Boom. Who the thunk, man? Then you get Stereo Mud. <laughs> Stereo Mud. I like that name. It's a cool name. They're a cool band. Uh, we'll see if you like them. Uh, Perfect Self was their first album. They released a second album. Then they broke up, and they have done nothing, as far as I know, for the last nearly 20 years, coming up on 20 years. So 
Off of their first album, Perfect Self, here's Stereo Mud. The track's called Leave, Get Back. Or no, sorry, it's Leave, Back Up. Sometimes indeed, right? That was fun. <laughs> right? Good stuff. That's Stereo Mud. Leave Back. I recommend checking out that album if you like that. I mean, it's heavy. It's not particularly fast, but it's heavy. Uh, I like the vocals. Just a fan of that band. Had to get them on this list of, you know, before I move on from the new metal stuff. So that's it. 
We are going to wrap up the show. Thank you, everybody, for listening all the way up to this point. We were a bit chatty. We're like that sometimes. Yeah, well, sometimes we like to talk. <laughs> yep. A lot of fun stuff. Uh, let's get into where you're going to find the, well, you're going to find us on uh, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube Music, Amazon Music Player, FM, and over at slcpunkcast.com. You found us somewhere. You can definitely find us a lot of places. Yep. You come find us, man. <laughs> or we'll find you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's that time of year. But we don't have the energy. We're not stalkers. To do that. We're gonna find you like in the creepy Halloween way, not in the stalker. We're gonna be camped outside your window way. Yeah. <laughs> I've just been living in the stairwell. Uh, the window well. There you go. It's like, you haven't noticed. You this is the room that's been unoccupied <laughs> for eleven years. Why didn't you just take up uh, uh, take up uh, refuge in the room? Windows locked, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you can find the bands on Instagram at Show Me the Body at Terrificus, and that's Terrificus with three S's on the NSSS at n.i.x hardcore official for Nick's hardcore at Scon the Band for some kind of nightmare, the band at Hannibal Death Machine at the Chats Love Beer at Entreb underscore official, and that's A N T R E I B. And then at Burning Flag underscore official, at Goat Whore, NOLA, N-O-L-A, shows at SLC Punkcast. Eric, where are you? Where am I? You're right there. I'm everywhere, man. <laughs> I've been listening to a lot of Johnny Cash lately, and I'm like, I've been everywhere, man. I'm just everywhere. But that's because Johnny lives in all of us. <laughs> yep. Okay. Anyway, um, yeah, my personal Instagram. <coughs> yeah. You're going to have to put that into Google Translate, I'm afraid. <laughs> anyway, funny. my personal Instagram at scaryuncle underscore Eric, E-R-I-C, at um, underscore S-L-C. Uh, you can find my band Anonymous on social platforms as Instagram, as anonymous underscore band official, and on Facebook as anonymous S-L-C, and on Bandcamp at anonymousslc.bandcamp.com. And on the 23rd, we are going in to record new music. Yep, we will be recording and releasing two new songs. My other band, The Apathetics, you can find that Instagram at theapathetics.slc, on Facebook at The Apathetics, and Bandcamp on the, at theapathetics.bandcamp.com. We have two new songs that will be released in the next uh, few days or so. Cool. We have the final masters, and we just got to, you know, put them up. Sweet. <laughs> uh, my other podcast, Lead Melodies, can be found on Instagram at leadmelodies underscore pod, podcast. On Facebook at lead.melodies.podcast.slc and can be streamed on anchor.fm. Just type in lead melodies. And I know I haven't been posting much on the page because, you know, <laughs> last week happened. Right. But, but I am uh, getting back into posting on the SLC Hardcore page, especially with some of the shows that I just talked about. Like, uh, it's pretty loaded. And yeah, find that on uh, Facebook at SLC Hardcore. Awesome. You can find the bands on Facebook at smtb.official for Show Me the Body, at Terrificus, that's with three S's again, at Some Kind of Nightmare Band, at Hannibal Death Machine, at The Chats Band, at Antreb, A-N-T-R-E-I-B, at The Goat 666. Remember, you can go find those uh, other bands such as uh, Burning Flag and Confront Stage also over on vk.com. You might want to, if you don't speak Russian, you might need the browser translator, but you can find information on those bands there. The show's at us, I'll see Punkcast. We did give you final thoughts early in the show. Eric, you got anything quick you want to go before we, we go? Yeah, I got something quick that I got to say. We may be talking a lot, but sometimes you just got to know when to shut the fuck up. Play the fucking outro.
Bye.